Let me tell you about our uh, sponsor this half hour. It's My Patriot Supply. When it comes to stocking up on emergency food, you know me. I think we should be prepared for anything and everything. I mean, I'm still looking for an x-ray machine. But, but there's a very real possibility that we could be heading into war. That's worth thinking about. Um, or just even food shortages. My Patriot Supply is here. You can stock up on their three-month emergency food kit. You'll also get $200 worth of survival gear as a free bonus. If you, you seriously do not know in today's world when or if or what is coming our way. My Patriot Supply. You get a $200 bonus gift right now that will come free with every three-month three emergency food kit that you order. That way, everybody in your family can be really prepared. The offer is only good while supplies last. Check this off your list and sleep better. It's MyPatriotSupply.com. Score free shipping as well. MyPatriotSupply.com. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. We're going to begin the program. We're on the phone now waiting for the... Uh, former president, President Trump, on this one-year anniversary of Ukraine, and more on Ohio, too. America, welcome to the Glenn Beck program. It is the one year anniversary of the invasion of Ukraine. How are things going? Also, how are things going in Ohio? We have a man who might know the answer to both of those things, Donald Trump. We're waiting on the phone now for the president to come to the phone. We want to get to him in 60 seconds. Sandra wrote in about her experience with relief factors. She said, I used to have serious back pain. I couldn't do anything because it even even a simple task made my back feel like I had flames going through it. But now I can do everything with no pain. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so glad I started Relief Factor. Sandra, thank you for taking the time to write in and giving Relief Factor a try. 70% of the people who try it go on to order more month after month. I've been taking it now for, gosh, three years. I take it almost every day, three times a day. And I have to tell you, it, it has changed my life. And it's not a drug, so you're not whacked out. It's uh, four different key ingredients that fight inflammation in your body, and that's the source of most of our pain. So please try it out. 1995 for the three-week quick start. It's relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com, or call 1-800-THE-NUMBER-4-RELIEF. Uh, is ready? Uh, relieffactor.com. Mr. President, how are you, sir? Hi, Glenn. It's good Hi, to talk Glenn. to you. Hi, Glenn. How are you? I'm very good. Good to talk doing? to you. I'm great, and I have, to, I have to thank you for bringing so much attention to what's happening in Ohio and finally getting Buttigieg to uh, show up, who was there yesterday, <laughs> yeah. uh, and blaming you for the disaster somehow or another. But thank oh, you. Did I didn't hear that. I, I can imagine. That's oh, yeah. They always yeah. do that. Yeah. That's incredible. That's what did, incredible. What did you anyway. learn from, from the people of East Palestine? 
The unity is incredible. The relationship to each other, the working with each other. The mayor was a great guy. I did ask a question, what is your crime rate? And it's almost zero. So, you know, here we are in New York and different cities where it's uh, not only is it not zero, it's numbers that have never been seen before. Yeah. And horrible crime, too, just getting whacked from behind your head with a baseball bat and things. But I said, what's your crime rate? Almost like, uh, gee, that's not a very smart question. I mean, we have almost no crime. Think of it. You know, it's a beautiful thing when you look and see. And there's just a lot of love there, a lot of spirit. They happen to love me because i mean the relationship i got a vast amount of votes there as you probably yeah. know i think it used to be a democrat area too yeah but i got a vast amount of votes and it was a beautiful thing to see how we just all came together and boot boot edge edge you know was supposed to say boot edge edge he was supposed to be there and uh, he decided not to come and he came the next day and he played to very small crowds nobody yeah. cared it was too late i mean he should have been there on day one not uh, weeks after this event happened. It was a very horrific event, well, actually. Um, horrible event that people can't trust the uh, EPA or they don't trust the EPA um, on on uh, the testing of the air, trying to get somebody. We've been trying to hire some people to go do testing there for the people in um, at East Palestine. And uh, a lot of places just won't do it because they, they don't want to break up their public-private partnership with the United States. Who do you trust? Oh, wow, that's incredible. Well, that's happening in a lot of ways. I mean, when you look at it, people don't want to get involved because, you know, the fascists that are running the country take, you know, umbrage at it. They, uh, they go after them. And that's in many different ways. You see it. You see it even with law firms. You see it with yeah. so many different things. They don't want to. They don't want to take on this fascist, disgusting system that our country's turning out to be. Uh, we're becoming like a uh, like a Soviet Union. It's disgraceful. And you see that in many ways. So now you tell me that even engineer types are doing that. It's yeah. uh, just absolutely. It's absolutely horrible what's happening to our country in so many ways, whether it's the border, the military, what they're doing with the military, so many different things. It's uh, very sad, so, actually, and very dangerous, very bad. This is the one-year anniversary of the invasion into Ukraine. And, Mr. President, I can't find a good guy here. I don't, I don't trust Putin. I don't think he's a good guy. But I know, because I did a, a lot of work on uh, your so-called impeachment and what was going on in Ukraine, that's wildly corrupt. And I don't trust our government. And I don't want to get into a war. And we are now losing almost, we're close to losing the proxy part of this war and it looks like we're headed towards something where we are going head to head. What is your take on this and how do we stop this? So it's a very interesting question and I have a little more experience because I dealt with Zelensky. Uh, I made one phone call and then I made a second call. These were two congratulatory calls. Once when he won first phase one of the election and one when he was one phase two. They were, as I say, perfect phone calls. I got unanimous in the House uh, acquittal, unanimous from every single Republican. Now, right. you haven't seen that too often, but every single Republican voted to acquit or to say innocent. And uh, that was a nice thing to see. The Republicans came together, but I got to know 
a lot and learn a lot about the country. Now, you know the country is considered extremely corrupt. In fact, right. we have a document that says you're supposed to report them, blah, 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 you know, everything. Right. But it's a very, it is a very corrupt country. Uh, I happen to like Zelensky for one specific reason. Uh, when they asked him what I said, was it, was he threatened? Was he, he acted as though it was a disgrace that they were doing Right. This. He said, what did he do? He didn't do anything wrong. He, he just like couldn't believe it, actually. It was just a con by Nancy Pelosi and the con artists. But Zelensky could have said, oh, I felt threatened. I felt this. I felt that. Could have said that. And it would have been harder. Uh, we would have still won because it's still, you know, fortunately, we had this uh, call taped in a way. It was taped by the by the people in government and in our government. And it was very lucky that it was because we had all these people making up different stories right. saying they were on the call. Probably they weren't even on the call, but they were liars. And uh, when the tape came out, that was that was the end of their whole ploy. Then they went on to something new. But these are just terrible people. But Zelensky, as you remember very well, and it was quite beautiful because I didn't know, you know, I didn't yeah. know him. I congratulated him on a victory. But he came out. And he said, uh, absolutely, he didn't do anything wrong. I, he didn't even know what they were talking about. And, and he acted that way. So I, re, I really respected that because he could have gotten some good political points. And I really respected that. And, uh, so you know, should, I like him. Should we, uh, should I, we I be sending more money, more arms? Now they're talking yeah. about planes. Should we be doing this? Well, we're going to end up in World War Three. That's one thing that's going to happen. And I've been sort of saying that for a long time now. Uh, are you ready? Just in a very quick nutshell, this is a war that should have never happened. It would have never happened if I were in office. Uh, zero chance of it happening. I used to speak to Putin about it, got along with Putin very right. well. Don't forget, I was tougher in Russia than anybody else. You're one of the I people know. that faced that. I, I ended their pipeline. I sanctioned them. I did so many, and yet I still got along with Putin. That's sort of a trick. That's a hard trick it's a talented trick but i got along with him but i no nobody i was the one that sent in the javelins i sent in massive numbers of javelins and biden and obama sent in pillows right. and they sent in sheets <laughs> i know in a very small did, number did, but i gave them the javelins when they wiped out those tanks they wiped them out with the stuff i sent there was nobody was was as tough and the javelins was a big deal but the biggest deal was i shut down the north stream 2 pipeline that nobody even heard of until i came along so I let when, people know about it nobody heard of it when you go so, to the uh, Nord stream pipeline which you did shut down biden opened up now there's yeah. uh, some reporting that says we blew it up. Biden did a covert mission and blew it up. Do you believe that? Well, it could have been us and it could have been uh, it could have been Ukraine and it could have been some third party country that wants to see that wants to see trouble. The one group it wasn't is Russia. You know, they blame Russia for, for doing it. This was a main, this is a main source of massive income to them. They didn't bl blow it up to make a point. That's the one thing I can tell you for sure. Remember when it first happened? They yeah. said Russia did it. You know, Russia always said, Russia, Russia. And uh, I lived for years with that where uh, everything gets blamed on Russia, gets blamed on you. These people are sick, I'm telling you. But it could have been. It could have been working in conjunction with Ukraine because Ukraine has total dominance over the United States, total dominance. I mean, mm. we've given them probably $150 billion, and Europe has given them almost nothing. 
And that bothers me. That really bothers me because I had it. I had it out with them on NATO. You know, we were taking I care know. of NATO. We were taking care of. I got four hundred and fifty billion dollars from the European nations from NATO. That's the other thing. Nobody was tougher on them, but then they still beat us on trade because I had that just about stopped. You know, Europe is almost as bad as China on dealing on trade. They're very, very restrictive. Very, very tough. They don't take our cars. They don't take our farm products. Right. Meaning much of. They don't do, you know, they treat us uh, with a lack of respect. Well, they were starting to respect us a lot and big, and we were straightening a lot of things out. But the saddest part about the war is that this is a war that should have never happened. Correct. Okay, so now it happened. Uh, now you have to get people in the room. You have to knock heads and you have to get it done. So, And that would mean... That would mean saying things to Putin and saying things to Zelensky that they're not going to want to hear and right. getting them into a room and getting it done. People are dying by the thousands. You know, Glenn, when I see the reports that they knocked down a city, you know, these cities are being leveled. There's not a yeah. building standing in a lot of these cities. I've seen pictures that maybe other people don't get to see. Maybe they do. But or take a look at the newspaper when they have a topographical picture of a city. Right. There isn't one building standing it's incredible and then they say uh one person died and three people were injured no no many people died right many people were badly injured and we're not getting the true facts about what's happening in so this war let me ask you one one more question because i know you're on such a tight schedule so let me just ask you one more question china is now offering to negotiate the peace there but the chinese just flew a spy balloon which you know we didn't shoot down but today we're finding out that a U-2 spy plane took pictures of it. It had a payload the size of three different buses. It was being navigated, solar panels creating energy for it. And we allowed it to fly over our missile silos and strategic air command. This is dereliction of duty if, if yeah. we're being kind well, there are those that say, as you know, uh, that Biden and the Biden family are truly conflicted and compromised with respect to China. Uh, there's a lot of money going around, and it's substantial money and big money, and decisions are being made. I mean, when you look at uh, what they're doing to us on trade, uh, they're giving back so much of what I won, and it's crazy. It, it doesn't make sense. It's like the border. It doesn't make sense to allow... It will be 15 million people pretty soon. 15 million. It's not three. They used to say three. The people are pouring in at will. I'm watching hospitals are being overrun and everything is being overrun by people that are coming out of their prisons, are coming out of their mental institutions. They're overrunning our country. Who would say that that's good? I mean, what person would say that that's good? But with China... They are perhaps compromised by China because decisions are being made that are very strange. As an example, why wouldn't that have been shot down long before? Because those messages don't sit in that balloon. Those, those right. message are the messages are immediately transmitted on the second. They're immediately transmitted. So this thing flew all across our country, did its work. It probably had nothing left to do. It was heading back. And then they shot it down. The whole thing is crazy. So many things are, are so wrong. Why don't we have voter ID? Why are they allowing millions of people 
And many of these people are terrorists and people that are going to be causing us from we're going to be feeling the border for many years to come. Yeah. No matter who it is, we're going to feeling it. They are destroying and poisoning our country. And you say, why are they doing this? Why are they doing it? But this is a family that could very well be compromised because why are they allowing this to happen with respect to China? At the same time, the ultimate sin is taking place. And I learned this when I was a young student studying history. Never let China and Russia unify. Yeah. And we have let them unify. We forced them into yeah. a unification. We have. And that's the most dangerous thing that can happen to our country. Mr. President, I, your people are giving us the high sign uh, that you have got to go. I hope we have a chance to talk again soon. Uh, uh, it's been Thank a while. You. It's good to talk to you, sir. Thank well, you so much. Anytime. Thank you very much. You Thanks, Glenn. You bet, Bobby. See you soon. Bye. When it comes to doing business with somebody, there's two kinds of trust that you have to worry about. You need to be able to trust that the person is honest, that somebody is is really listening to you, understands you, and is is not just placating you. Also, you need to be able to trust that that person uh, knows what they're doing. Well, that's where realestateagentsitrust.com comes in. Those two things are so critical, to, especially for the biggest transaction probably of your life, your home. These people will listen to you. They understand you because they are cut from the same cloth. Most of, if not all of them, are listeners to this program. So they're fans of the show. So you have that in common. But also, these are the best of the best. These are the people that have great track records. Um, and we monitor them all the time. They don't work for us, but we recommend them. And it's after a long vetting process. I mean, it's agonizing the vetting process for them, not for us. And we want to make sure that they're the right people to recommend to you. Realestateagentsitrust.com. If you're looking for a real estate agent, these are the people that you should at least start with. Interview them yourself. It's no cost to you. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Just tell us what you're in need of, where you're in need, and we will hopefully have a real estate agent in your area that we think you can trust this person. Realestateagentsitrust.com. 10 seconds. Station ID. That was uh, quite an interesting conversation. <laughs> yeah. There was uh, a lot there. Yeah. Some things you, you, you I don't know that I've ever heard of a former president uh, say. The, our government is fascistic. It's the fascists that are running our government. That would have, at any other time, at any other time, that would have stopped all the presses everywhere. A former president saying that the current president is a fascist. But they've been saying that about him when he was president. So I guess it's no big deal yeah, anymore. I guess they've set a precedent there. Uh, right. Uh, that we will go into this will cause World War yeah, III. I think the quote was, we're going to end up in World War III. That's quite the quote from a former president. Um, and, you know, someone who's obviously the, you know, the leader in the field to, uh, to replace the current president. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think going... It's, it's an interesting line to walk as far as talking about all this stuff from President Trump because he his best argument on this stuff is I was already president and none of this stuff happened. Correct. <laughs> right. Like that's and a, he shut down yeah. the Nord Stream pipeline. And now he's saying we might have done that. 
That's yeah, that was crazy. Wow. Yeah, I, and, and I think you know we've talked about this off the air a, a decent amount and a little bit on the air as well. That the you know if it wasn't us who did it, and you go to their initial excuse that this was essentially Russia blowing up the pipeline, and it, you know it just doesn't make any sense. It, it I mean, and I it just from a on a surface standpoint, it doesn't make any sense, and I think that's what President Trump outlined as well. I mean, could it be a third-party country? Could it be a faction inside of Russia that wanted, you know, a, a far, you know, a right-wing fashion that wants, uh, excuse me, faction that wants to prevent Putin from reconnecting to Europe? I mean, I, that's possible. That's really the those, those are the only the, real possibilities. Only possibilities outside yeah. of us. I mean, why would why would they do it themselves? I mean, if they just, after investing all this money and wanting at that time to. Yeah, remain connected to the global economy, and it hadn't really evaporated completely yet. There, there's a fascinating story. Um, if you get today's show prep, um, and to get it, all you have to do is just subscribe to um, my daily newsletter. You'll get it every morning, and it's got about 60 stories that I use for my show prep. It's what we have gathered for the last 24 hours that we f- feel you really need to know about. Um, and there's a story in it today. Just go to glenbeck.com and sign up for that, by the way. There's a story today that you look at this now a year later, and um, we're not getting the truth about Russia's economy. And this one is really fascinating because we're being told that the Russian economy is uh, is 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 doing fairly well. We're being told that their GDP growth is 2.2. Well, they shouldn't be growing at all, right? And we're getting this uh we're getting this um research now from Russia, right, from them. From them, which we we never believe China's growth numbers. Why are we believing Russia's growth numbers? So we have this really fascinating story where you look at it and you see what we're being told and then what the real numbers are they're in deep deep trouble deep trouble financially this is something that nato and the biden administration should be taking a victory lap over why did the president just say that it's not hitting them hard enough we need even more sanctions why is our government putting out uh through the imf something that that shows a lie that is based on all the numbers that Putin gave. Why? It doesn't really seem to make sense. You can find out all about it. Just sign up for my daily email newsletter at glennbeck.com. The Glenn Beck Program. How many times have you bitten into a big old steak and said, wow, this is delicious, right? I'm hoping that, you know, the answer is, you know, a lot of times, or if you buy your meat from the grocery store, you're like, not really. And you want to seek some help. If it's a lot of times, I have a way for you to save money. If it's never, I have you uh, an opportunity here to have that experience. It's goodranchers.com. Good Ranchers is a subscription service. You just order your meat and you say, I want this amount of chicken, this amount of beef. And it's all from American farms and ranches. And it is top of the line. But 
not top-of-the-line prices compared to your grocery store. And if you sign up now, you'll lock in your price of beef. Now, that's great because it's supposed to go up another 15% this year. Lock that in, and you'll save $30 if you use the promo code BECK. It's GoodRanchers.com, promo code BECK. GoodRanchers.com. Don't forget promo code BECK. And don't forget BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. If you go there, you can subscribe to Blaze TV. If you use the promo code Glenn, you'll save 10 bucks. Every single member of the press should be asking the White House today. You had photos from a U-2 spy plane, 1960s technology. You had photos of the payload underneath that Chinese balloon. It was navigating itself. It had its own power supply. It had antennas, satellites. It had um, uh, uh, cameras on it. And it intentionally snaked its way over all of our missile sites, our silos, and strategic air command. And you knew it. As soon as it got into our airspace, you knew it. You have been tracking it since China. But now we find out that we had pictures of a payload that was as big as three school buses. And you let it go. And then you lied to us for two weeks saying you didn't know what it was. You thought it might be a weather balloon. You knew it wasn't. That should be the question at the White House right now. Right now. We are being lied to like crazy, like crazy. And this can't stand. The things that are are coming our way are way too important. Let me give you what the Asia Times is writing today. I want to give you just a little just a little touch on this. They're reviewing the week and they're saying we had two speeches, one from Biden and one from Putin, and they happened within hours of each other. And if you listen to them, you had Putin, uh, I mean, sorry, you had Biden saying that they are there till the end and they're going to send the M1A1 tanks and maybe there's more. But five hundred billion dollars was being committed in that speech. Then the other speech, and I'm quoting, the other speech came from Putin, who spoke for a whopping two hours on Tuesday evening, which he reiterated his commitment to total victory over Ukraine and how the United States was ruled by Satanists and pedophiles. Unsurprisingly, Western media outlets simply refused to cover the speech that those that did were openly derisive. The speech certainly was Castro-esque in its uh, loquaciousness, but it was tinged with quasi-religious accusations against the West that would make most Iranian mullahs blush. But there was substance in Putin's words. He not only signaled that his commitment to the conflict was as strong as ever, but he was escalating it. In, re- in response to what he viewed as American escalation. In fact, Putin issued his first significant threat towards the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, NATO. He told his American rivals that they were to remove the offensive long-range weapon systems in Ukraine. We're sending more. He told us this week, remove them or Russian forces will begin directly targeting those systems. 
Okay, there's a red line for you. Now, most likely, we have our soldiers on the ground helping with those long-range systems. We know that because we've practically sent their photographs all around the world. When any of those die, is that a problem for us? How do we respond? Let me show you what I think could very well happen that you need to pay attention to because it's over. And as President Trump said, it will end in World War Three. This is a way that it will happen. And most people will never even understand it. It'll be like the Archduke Ferdinand. What? Why do we even care? And you're in war. And it all centers around a small country called Moldova. Here's something that you will know that most people don't, and you need to keep this in your back pocket and watch it. So Moldova has always had uh, ties to Russia, close ties. More than 5,000 Russian troops have been stationed in Moldova since 2014. Reason why Moldova is so important is because they have the largest artillery ammunition factory and storage facilities in all of Eastern Europe. Both Russia and Ukraine are running out of artillery ammunition. Russians are firing 30,000 rounds a day. Ukraine is using about 20,000 shells. Now, here's the real problem to give you some perspective. All across our entire country, the U.S. makes only about 20,000 artillery shells per month. So already Ukraine is firing what we can make and supply in a month. They're using that every day. Our stocks are running low now. We don't have artillery shells in case we get into a war. So then the guns fall silent. Do you want to understand why we're talking about sending tanks and now we're considering the F-16 fighter jets? Because as soon as that artillery goes dry, tanks and planes. But the Moldovan ammunition storage facility contains more than 3.5 million 155 millimeter shells. So the, the ammo dump has now more shells in Moldova than we make in 14 years. Now, this is coming from the BBC, this part. Listen to this. They indicate that Ukraine now has massed about 20,000 troops on the Moldovan border with the possibility possibility of the goal of invading Moldova and grabbing the ammo depot. 5,000 Russian troops have been stationed in Moldova, and they're preparing for an invasion. And Russia is now preparing a sort of Berlin airlift program to get more troops and equipment into Moldova. This is a landlocked country. They want to guard the territory and the ammunition for themselves. Key factor that no one knows or is talking about. Two days ago, Putin didn't just say, hey, I'm not paying attention to the nuclear start treaty anymore. The Duma ratified that. But also, he rescinded a years old decree that recognized Moldovian sovereignty. Basically, what this did two days ago was give him the right to claim Moldova 
as a province of Russia. Now, you might want to ask, hmm, why do they have so much of this ammunition? Because it was a Soviet satellite, and this was, this was the center of keeping it. So why does it matter? Well, because it's sitting between Ukraine and Romania. Remember, Ukraine is not NATO. Romania is. Well, they can have a fight in Moldova. No, they really can't. Moldova and Romania allow, try this on for size, for dual citizenship. From 2012 to 2020, the last year that they published any data, more than 800,000 Moldovans obtained dual citizenship. So that makes them NATO and Romanian citizens. You have almost a million people who are NATO citizens. So if they are invaded by Ukraine, defended by Russia, whatever this, whatever that means for just the war, you have a million NATO citizens. So what are you going to do about that? Because that is direct conflict now. And you're killing NATO citizens. And if if Ukraine goes in, then they're violating territory of a sovereign neighbor. What do we do then? Let me remind you one other thing. Joe Biden sent in the 101st Airborne Division of the U.S. Army. Okay. Where did he put them? They are three miles away from the Moldovan border. So they are in between the Russians and the Ukrainians. This is how World War III begins. This is how it happens overnight. Ukraine wants NATO in the war, and so does Russia. Ukraine wants NATO to help them defeat Russia directly, and Russia wants NATO in the war to justify and rationalize to their people. See, we were right. Look what NATO's doing to destroy us. We're dealing with a Hitler-like figure with Putin. And we're dealing with one who is armed with hypersonic nuclear missiles. We are also dealing with a country, Ukraine, that is nothing more than a laundromat for money. That's all that country is. A place where where politicians all over the world and countries all over the world send their tax dollars to be laundered and put someplace else. We're not the good guy. Ukrainian government's not the good guy. Putin's not the good guy. There's only black hats here. The people in, in Russia, the people of Ukraine, and the people of America will be the ones that suffer. You watch for Moldova in the news in the next couple of weeks. If you hear of an invasion, either by Russia or Ukraine, that is probably the stepping stone to World War III. 
If you think your kids are learning real American history in public school these days, <laughs> where have you been? It ain't happening. The Tuttle Twins has an amazing history book that will help them come away with real appreciation of the ideas that make America so special. And I want you to check it out today. First, go to their website, download a free chapter first, see what you think, then what your kids think. This is history told as a story. One of the most important things they'll ever read, the real story of America. They're having an amazing sale on the book today is their last day on America's history book. You'll save over 40% off the normal price. Plus, you'll get some great free bonuses and an audio version. But only if you go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com to get the President's Day deal. That's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Keep your kids and your teens sane in this crazy, crazy world. Teach them the truth. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. That's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Glenn Beck. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Glad you're here. Lots of fun. It's Friday. Yeah, we've only had a start of World War Three so far in the show. Right. Fascist government. That's it. Uh, that's it. Moldova is going to cause a World War Three. But that's it. Can you go into any more depth on the on the um, Russian economy thing you were talking about? Because uh, they're saying it. Yeah. It, it only shrank by two point two percent, which seems highly suspect. Though okay. I am reading in some other so, publications that it's been more resilient than expected. Okay, so here's here's what it is. Um, that's according to the World Bank and Russia's GDP, two point two. So they get their they get it from Russia's economic bureau. However, however, uh, Russia's car economy, which was ten point four percent of GDP, is down now ninety nine percent since the sanctions were put in place. So if ninety nine percent of one tenth of your uh, of your economy goes offline. Right. Uh, You've wiped out 10% of your economy. How can you only be down 2.2%? Oil and gas sales brought 50% of Russia's GDP. That's down 40%. So it's also capping off 10% of its production. Okay. Mm. So it's off 40%. Why, how could you possibly have that? And by the way, they're capping their oil production. That may not be able to be undone because of the permafrost effects on the Russian pipelines, it, it they may crack and never be able to be put through again. Consumer retail has dropped by 65%. If you look at the, the shopping centers, they're ghost towns with most of the stores closed. Hmm. Estimated 1.5 million Russians have fled the country. The housing market has dropped 20%. <laughs> this doesn't add up to a minus 2.2%. No. How is that even possible? Right. It's BS. It's total BS. Now, some of this could some of this be covered by the fact that they are clearly doing off the books sort of transactions with you know places like China. Uh, yeah, but then but how they do would, you, yeah. then how do you how do you put it in a two point two percent GDP? How do you it how are you are saying sense. you're arriving at that? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, why is it? Um, the IMF, who, by the way, we just fired the head of the IMF because he wasn't he wasn't strong enough on global warming. 
So the new guy we have in is all with the WEF and uh, global warming and says that's the biggest problem we have to solve, yada, yada. I mean, why? I think, I think the reason why we're heading into war is because that will trigger the net that we're all supposed to fall into. That will topple this old system that they all want to get rid of and put us into new stakeholder capitalism and the world will reset and we'll have fewer, you know, mouth breeder breathers. We'll have, you know, less CO2 in the air. Uh, okay. Now I don't know, but that's the way I read this. It's just could be, I don't know, corruption. What? Well, I mean, how, why would you have this? And at the same time, you know this is true. Your IMF comes out and says, nope, Russia's telling the truth. You know this to be true. Why does the president give a speech saying, we've got to double down? If these numbers are what I say they are, uh, gosh, even close, you have them at the brink of collapse. But they also know we're at the brink of collapse. Everything that is happening in our lives right now is going to be a photo finish. Who collapses first? Which one? Do the American people or does this new state collapse first? Do does Russia collapse before we collapse? What what we are at the brink on so many fronts right now and it's not just America, it's the entire world. Because that's what's up for grabs now. A new world order. Back in just a minute. It's Friday. We've talked about a lot of stuff this week, and my head kind of hurts. Um, and I want to talk to you about something personal. And a good friend of mine is, I think, one of the most optimistic guys. Really smart, smart individual, and really focuses on happiness. He's a Harvard, don't hold this against him. He's a Harvard Kennedy School and Business School professor. Don't hold that against him. His name is Arthur Brooks. And I want to talk to him about teen suicide and what's happening and what can we do to steer ourselves back towards some happiness. We talked to Arthur Brooks in 60 seconds. Stand by. Say you got a lot of credit card debt. Your balance is maybe $10,000. If you only make the minimum payment, it's going to take you eight and a half years to pay that off. And by the time you paid it off, you paid way more, way more than $10,000. 
Here's the thing. There's a way to get that monkey off your back right now if you're a homeowner. Find the light at the end of the tunnel that just might be a cash-out refi from American Finance. Take some of the cash out from your house and pay off that debt, or at least pay off some of that debt. You won't be paying 20% interest rates. You'll probably be paying 5 or 6% uh, percent in interest rates, which will save you over the long run a lot of money. And everybody who is doing business uh, with um, American financing ra- uh, right now on this, they're saving an average of about $695 every single month. Plus, you could end up being able to delay two mortgage payments and close in as little as 10 days. So relief, it's here. Just reach out to American Financing, AmericanFinancing.net, or call 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Arthur Brooks. A brother from another mother, and every time we talk to each other, we both go, why are we not talking to each other all the time? How are you, Arthur? Yeah, I'm doing great. How you doing, brother, Glenn? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. Um, you know, I, I reached out to you, what was it, about a month ago, and then so many things yeah. have, have happened. We've had to keep rescheduling. But um, I wanted to talk to you because I've, I've, had, um, I've had three children that have been suicidal in the last uh, year. And believe it or not, none of it had to do with what I talked to them about at the dinner table. Um, It is, there is something going on now um, that is just sucking our children into profound darkness, hopelessness, and meaninglessness. And uh, I wanted to get your take on it because I'm sitting there and I have access to resources. I, I am lucky enough to have a stable home situation with my wife. We're great partners. I have great relationship with my kids. All of my kids came to me or my wife and said, I'm in trouble. That doesn't yeah. always happen. And even yeah. I and my wife were overwhelmed. What do we do? So can you walk us through some of these things of what's going on? Yeah, no, I, as a social scientist, obviously, this is getting a lot of my attention right now. And as a happiness specialist, this is really critical. Everybody wants to be happy. Your kids want to be happy. We want to be happy. And look, we all struggle. This whole idea that, you know, is being, that we're being told increasingly over the past few decades that you have depression or you don't have depression. You have right. anxiety. You don't have anxiety. These are not switches, Glenn. These are dials. Mm-hmm. And everybody is suffering in different ways. This is the important thing for us to keep in mind. Well, we want a diagnosis and then treatment and treat it in some way that will get rid of the problem forever. It the won't. truth of the matter is that there's a lot of suffering in life. And you and I are Christian men. We know that, that suffering is very, very sacred. But when you take the sacred out of the suffering, you're going to be a big trouble. And that's what's happening to young people and a lot of not so young people today. Can you can, wait, 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 wait. Can you explain? Suicide. Can you explain? Take the suffering out of of uh, what, what, what did you just say? The sacredness out of suffering. Yeah. Sacredness you, out of suffering. The, this is the thing. I mean, back in the back in the 60s, you know, I got no, you know, I got a, it, every kind of beef with the hippies. And you do, too. <laughs> they had they had a very they had a really terrible life strategy 
that was, if it feels good, do, do it. it. I remember when my dad, my dad, you know, I was, you and I were little kids, you know, when that stuff was going down. I remember my dad watching a hippie on TV saying that he's like, that's the end of America. You know? and, <laughs> I had the same thing. I had the same he, thing. He was, he was kind of right. But, you know, mm. that, the, but you know what? It's much worse now because now our young people are being told if it hurts, make it stop. Yes. Because unhappiness is your enemy, and it's evidence that something's wrong with you, there's something defective with you. You know, the truth of the matter is that getting from one end of the day to another has many joys and it has many sorrows. And what we need to do is to understand ourselves, to love each other, to support each other, and that's exactly not what we're doing. I mean, social scientists like me, we look at it this from, you know, 40 angles, and, and you find all these influences that are doing it. But all together, here's what's going on. Our society is giving us one substitute for another for the sources of love in our life that can put all of our feelings and all of our experiences in the context. Social media is substituting for human love. Dating apps are substituting for meeting real people. We find that, that, uh, that the technocracy in government is pulling our, our communities apart. It's fragmenting our families. It's making it easier to not work. It's making it harder and harder for us to practice our faith. Love is declining and, tech, and technology is increasing. And the result of all of that is that people don't have any way to understand the nature of what their life actually means. And, and, and none of us are safe, Glenn. I mean, none of us are safe and our kids aren't safe from this. I mean, the truth is that, you know, there's four strategies to be happier in life. And they're all about love. There's faith, there's family, there's friendship. And there's work where we serve our sisters and brothers. Boy, That's look at that. Divine. Yeah, you know? <laughs> Everything, for- all, four, all four points or pillars are under attack. Absolutely. You know, we are, and again, there's nobody, and you can say there's a dark force behind this, but you're not going to say that there's some person in government or some tech executive that's trying to attack these things. No. But what they're giving us is inadequate substitutes for the sources of love in our life and the people who are most prone to seeing these things and getting addicted to these things. And the neurophysiology of this is very clear. You can get addicted to smartphones just as easily as you can get addicted to gambling or methamphetamine or, you know, highly glycemic carbohydrates, for that matter, or alcohol or or other horrible, horrible love destroying things like pornography. They're, what they do is they give you a, a neurochemical high instead of the love that you actually crave. And that's what's going on. And, and young people are the ones who their brains aren't developed as much, their, their values aren't developed as much, and they're very easy to fool. And they're being used for money. One other thing, Glenn, by the way, you know, in our society today, which is unbelievably polarized, baby boomers, people our age and older, are conscripting child soldiers into their culture war mm-hmm. and we're freaking them out. We're making them say that if Amen. you disagree with my views on the climate, then you're evil. That if you disagree with my ideas on COVID, then you're evil. I'm going to cancel you. And this is going on on our side, on the right. It's going on the other side of the left. And we got to stop doing that too, because that's a zombie religion. <laughs> and it's not going to help. Uh, you know, Arthur, I will tell you at the I hope we're at the end of of this uh, crisis in our family. Um, and it has been um, the hardest probably six months or a year uh, of my life, my wife's life and our relationship together. 
And yeah. we got to the we got to the end of this, and I said, or hopefully the end of it. And I said, um, I said to Tanya, I well, we made it. Can't believe what did what did what did we learn? And we were talking about it, and I think what we learned is our faith, our faith in God, was mature enough to be able to say we can't fix everything. And it's we have to give this over to God, do what we have to do and all that we can do. But the outcome is not in our hands. And uh, even if it's a bad outcome, it will work for his purposes. We'll find good in it eventually. And uh, that's that sounds crazy to say, but it's what got us through. You know, what you just told me is that there's sacredness and suffering. But yes. You, just, you said it more eloquently than I ever could have, because what you understood, and this is the, the, the growth that actually comes from the trauma of life, and that brings us closer to each other, and it brings us closer to God, is that actually only when we can understand the nature of our suffering, what we're learning from it, how we're loving each other better, then do we understand what it means to be fully alive and putting one foot in front of the other on this earth. But if we're going through life and, you know, the campus counseling center is saying, if you're feeling any sort of, you're feeling any sort of sadness, you better get in for counseling right now. And, 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 you know, because of liability reasons, you know, and everybody is pounding our kids with this idea that if you feel rotten, something's defective about you, something's wrong with you. And, and it's bleeding over into our generation too. It's a huge mistake. What we need to do is to understand that, look, life is, is a huge adventure. There's a lot of good. There's a lot of bad. And, and, you know, every day, if we can get down on our knees and thank the Lord for all of it, every single bit of it, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Not I'm going to enjoy it. Right. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> right. So, so, um, Arthur, when you, when you look at, um, what, what's happening and you, you try to navigate through it. One of the things that I had a problem with, and I, uh, we went to many doctors to talk to them before our kids ever saw uh, any of them. Uh, and, and I wanted to know, look, I'm from a generation that would have said, you re- relate to this, get up, <laughs> get, stop yeah. whining about it, get to work, go do stuff, focus. You know what I mean? <laughs> And right. and now all of society is like, no, 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 Shh, don't do that. Don't do that. And I I asked the therapist, I, I said, I don't know what's real and what is been caused by society. You know what I mean? I, I don't know if I'm doing more damage by being careful uh, or I do more damage by doing what my grandfather would have done. And um, and they said they don't really know because this is so new and it's sometimes a combination of both of them. Yeah. Can you comment on that at all? Yeah, no, there's a huge amount of mystery in shrouding this. I mean, the whole and and the truth of the matter is that we go through waves of of incredible intellectual or or psychological distress. This goes in, in waves and it has throughout society going back literally hundreds of years. So you'll find, for example, remember when you and I were little kids and there was this huge, huge problem of kids running off and joining cults. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's like, and and then it stopped, you know, it stopped. 
you know, all of these self-harmful behaviors. You know, there was a time, you know, back when there was this book called Sybil in the 1970s yeah. about a woman with six personalities. Yeah. And, and there was this unbelievable explosion of people that were reporting to mental health um, authorities, to, to, you know, doctor's offices and to yep. hospitals with multiple personalities. I mean, we don't understand why these things happen, whether they're suggestion, you know, how much of these things are actually coming from, you know, what's reality and what actually isn't. But what we, we do know is there's the stress and there are, we do know some things that actually work and that all of us can do right now. And especially as parents, there's a bunch of parents listening to us and they're relating to you in a big way. And I talk to people all the time. <clears throat> it doesn't matter if you're rich or you're poor, you're subject to this because, you know, our kids are walking around in this society today. Number one, tough love is fine, but it's got to be love more than tough. Yes. And so it's saying to your kids, no matter what happens, we're going to be together. No matter yep. what happens, we can. And, and guess what? There's a solution to literally everything. You rob a bank. I'm going to still love you. And, you know, don't freak out. It is don't so, freak out when it, something's wrong with your kids. It is so weird. When you get into this situation, You how much your kids think whatever it is they've done or whatever it is they're thinking that it's unforgivable and they won't be loved. Mm. And I think that's universal. And when, totally. when Tanya and I, um, we would sit down with the kids and they would talk to us about what they were going through, what they were thinking or what they had done or whatever. There were times that Tanya and I, I know were inside going, ah! um, but we just, we had agreed before, do not react, don't react. And then just say, you know what? Let's pray on it and give ourselves yeah. time to decompress. And when I said to each one of the kids, whatever it is they were dealing with, you know, even if this goes, you know, horribly awry and your life doesn't go any way the, the way you think it's going to, you know that we're always your parents. You know that, right. uh, you know, if you, you know, if you ever did something that caused you to go to jail, we're still the ones mm -hmm. that are going to be visiting you because we'll always yeah. love you. And each of them broke down at that moment and it shocked me because we have such a good relationship with our kids that i thought they would know that but sometimes you yeah. have to say it to them yeah there's so many things that you need to make overt in these relationships and it's i mean glenn the the data are, is so interesting about how kids learn about these values now remember when you and i first understood our relationship to the master first understood our relationship to God. That was when your first baby was born. Yeah. And, and you're like, oh, that's how God loves me. Mm -hmm. Well, your kids haven't had kids yet. They don't know that. They don't understand the nature of, of, of mystical, you know, love that's unencumbered by outside values, that you are going to love them forever. They don't know that. You know, there's a lot of other interesting things that we forget as parents. You know, I have this, is there's some very interesting data that show, for example, that because I talk to people who fret a lot, you know, how do I, I'm, Christian people, Jewish people, Muslim people, they want their kids to grow up in the faith and they see all these kids wandering away and, and, and being miserable as a result. Yeah. They ask me, they ask me a lot, what's the number one thing I can do? And the number one thing, Glenn, that you can do to make sure your kids practice the faith is see their dad practicing the faith. Yes. And there's a reason for that. As a little kid, the strongest human being you've ever seen in your life is your father. I mean, my dad, I thought, he was like six foot two. 
And I thought he could lift a house. Now, my dad was a college professor, so there was not a lot of lifting going on, but I didn't know that, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And and I'm telling you, here's the deal. My dad bent the knee to no man, but my dad was on his knees saying his prayers with me at night and was on his knees on Sunday. And I saw that and had a big impact on me. Your kids learn that way with the way that you love unconditionally, the way that you worship with faith, the way that you offer up your own troubles and trials and put them at the foot of the cross, the way that, that you love your wife unconditionally. Okay. That's Hang really on. what it's all about. Arthur, I got to p- put you on hold for about a minute. We're going to come back and uh, make sure that we, he's with us for the hour. Um, I want to uh, continue our conversation because I just interrupted him on his list of things that parents need to do. We'll get to that here in a second. We are so jam-packed today. Also, we had a conversation with uh, President Trump uh, about an hour ago. You need to hear. He made a lot of news in that. Hayden wrote in about his experience with Relief Factory. He said, I've had five back surgeries, and I've never, never stopped having back pain. I heard about Relief Factor from some friends of mine who listened to the show, decided to give it a try. After only a few weeks, I was out of pain. I was, I'm underlined, completely out of back pain and feeling good. Relief Factor has lightened my life and reduced my pain. Thank you. Three-week quick start. Try it. Three weeks. It's not working for you in three weeks. Probably not going to work. But try it for three weeks. Take it as directed. ReliefFactor.com. 800, the number four relief. 800, the number four relief. ReliefFactor.com. 10 seconds. Station ID. Arthur, um, um, give me the the four pillars again. It was faith, it was family. work, faith, family, friends or community, friends and work. This is the thing, and these are different ways that we love. You know, the Greeks, the ancient Greeks, they had eleven words for love. <laughs> we have only one, and it's very desiccated. You know, it's kind of a it, it doesn't get to the point. You know, we have so, we have this huge repertoire of ways that we can love and be loved. And, and this is the essence of it. You know, St. John the Apostle in his gospel, he says, like, just remember that God is love. You know, St. Augustine, when he was asked, you know, er, early on in the Bible, the whole idea that, you know, in Deuteronomy, where the Jews are enjoined to love the Lord your God with all your soul and all your strength and all your mind and all your means. And Jesus is asked, what do I remember? How do I do that? And he says, love God and love your neighbor. And then St. Augustine says, if you can't even remember that, <laughs> just love and do what you will. That's why, and that's, he was interpreting St. John, that God is love. And man, when I'm telling you all of the problems in our society, and I say this as a scientist, I don't say this as just a, a, a as, you know, somebody who, uh, God my guy. Faith, by the way, is more, right. it's, yeah, it's more valuable than my social, my PhD, I'll tell you. But, but this is the key thing to remember, that love solves these problems. And when we don't have love in our society and our children are, are being exposed to these forces that are, are antithetical to love, that are driving out love with fear, because fear and love are opposites, they're going to have these problems, and so are we. Okay. Arthur, um, hang on. I want to go through your list of things that you think that parents should know and do, and we'll do that when we come back. Arthur Brooks, Harvard uh, Kennedy School professor and business school professor, um, talking about 
teens, depression, depression in our own selves, and our society. The Glenn Beck Program. You find him at ArthurBrooks.com, by the way. ArthurBrooks.com. Peggy wrote in about her dog's experience with Rough Green. She says, Baxter, our Newfoundland, uh, just turned 10 in November. He was losing all interest in eating. That would probably be good with a Newfoundland. They're so huge. Anyway, um, she said, at my husband's suggestion, we purchased Rough Greens. Now he's eating his kibble with just the Rough Greens sprinkled on it. We've had a very positive result in our dog, and uh, we want to thank you for Rough Greens. Well, thank Dennis Black. He's a naturopathic doctor. He's the one who came up with the vitamins, minerals, probiotics, antioxidants, all the stuff your dog needs to be healthy and put it into this this rough greens uh, and sprinkle it on the food. And he made it taste good. It's almost like dog crack. Anybody who's had rough greens with their dog, if your dog loves it, they love it. Roughgreens.com slash back. Just get the first bag free. Try out for a week just to see if your dog will eat it. Um, and then get the second bag and then just watch it over the next few months. Your dog is really, uh, at least mine has really changed all for the better. Roughgreens.com slash Beck or 833-GLEN33. And head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn to save more with Arthur Brooks. Coming up. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. We're talking to uh, Arthur Brooks, who is a dear friend, a, a man I deeply, deeply admire. He is a, don't hold this against him, a Harvard Kennedy School professor, a business, Harvard Business School professor as well. Um, and he studies happiness. Uh, he, he has studied it all over the world. He's also um, a, a student of the capitalist movement and, and how capitalism or how the free market is a better word when it's truly free leads to so much good he's really fascinating uh to talk to and uh, and to read um arthur we have 10 minutes and i i i want you to give the the things that parents need to know um that you think are really important uh, maybe how we can even help short up so our kids don't go through this but yeah. I but I also want to ask you a question and we can d- deal with this any way you want. You know, there's a problem. Our, our youth, everybody thinks that our youth is awful. Um, and I, I don't think so. I don't think they're weak. I don't think they're awful. I find them curious. I find them hungry. Um, you know, not all of them, but but a lot of them. And, you know, if you go back in time, my grandmother's parents were saying that ragtime or swing was really bad. My dad, you know, the big bands are really bad. Elvis is bad. Ozzy Osbourne is bad. It's the end of our society. Is this time different? Is Facebook and cell phones, is it just, you know, uh, another Kiss or uh, Ozzy Osbourne? Or, or is this one different, this change different? Are you there? Yeah, something happened. I don't know why. We cut out here for a second. So your question is, is this time different? Yes. Does this sound somehow different? And the answer is no. You're exactly right, okay. Glenn. I mean, you go back to Plato was, was complaining about kids these days. Jesus was talking about woe be unto this current generation. 
I mean, look, there's a, there's trouble with the next generation. There, you know, everybody born between 1925 and 1945, they're called the silent generation. Right. They were named that by the people from what was called the greatest generation, born between 1905 and 1925. By the way, named by the greatest generation. <laughs> they called themselves the greatest generation. And they called the silent the silent because they were a bunch of slackers, right? I mean, it's yeah. like, this is the most common thing. People have problems. It's hard to be young. It's hard to find your way. Correct. Your prefrontal cortex, especially if you're a man, is not entirely formed until you're 25 years old. You feel right. lost. You feel, you know, you're, you're rootless. You don't exactly understand who you are. You're trying to acquaint yourself with a sense of self. That's what it comes down to. Right. That's why we need families. That's why we need faith. And, and the key thing to keep to remember is basically this. If we want a full-on comprehensive strategy on how to protect our friends, and look at what the threats are. Then we go back to the four pillars of, you know, the happiness rate, your happiness 401k plan, which is faith, family, friends, and work. What are the big threats for our young people today? When it comes to faith, the big threat is that whole families are falling away from the faith and we're offering kids social movements and social justice and politics, right. which is, a, which are zombie religions. I got nothing against social movements. I got nothing against social justice. I got nothing against politics. You and I have done a lot of politics in our uh -huh. time, but they are not faith. They're an inadequate substitute. They're zombie religions. The second thing is, is family life. You know, and family life is, I mean, it's, it's critical, except that we're telling kids that they shouldn't get married until they're 30, that they should maybe not have kids because it's horrible for the environment. We're telling kids that, that the, the most important thing that links them cosmically to other people is like their demographic identity. That is insanity. That's false family life. And it's inadequate to them, but they don't know why, which doesn't give them substance. Friendship. The threat on that is social media. No joke. Social media is, is like a, a is like radon gas. It's going into every nook and cranny of life and it's crowding out. It's substituting for in-person relationships, which is, I mean, neurophysiologically, it couldn't be clearer. We crave a, a peptide, a neuropeptide in the brain called oxytocin. It's what links us together and it's intensely pleasurable. You get it from eye contact and touch. You don't get it from from social media. Social media is like the, is like the burgers and fries of social life. Mm -hmm. It'll fill you up and, and give you too many calories and it won't meet your nutrient needs. So you'll binge on it and actually even get lonelier. And last but not least is work. You know, we're moving away from meaningful work, especially for young people. It is insanity that we don't have opportunities for young people to actually have real jobs where they can do things and, and, and feel fulfilled themselves. This is what we need, Glenn. This is the full on strategy. Real religion, more family, real friends, and actual work. And this will take care of a multitude of problems. If you were a uh, mom or dad like I was just recently, and you your family is on fire, and you feel right. very, very alone, uh, any advice directly to the parents that are either entering it now or deep into it? Bring them closer. Anytime a kid is running away, is in real, real crisis, don't let them run. I mean, it just chase them down. Keep them close. Keep them with you. This is the key thing that, that a lot of parents forget. You know, my kid is like, he doesn't want to be with me, and he's only hanging out with us. I'm going to give him space. No, 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 no. No space. More love, less space is what it comes down to. And, and part of the reason for that is that, that a lot of times we don't know what we actually need. 
their friends are not giving them the love that they actually seek. The social media is actually making things worse. They're getting fired up at school to become culture warriors and to be afraid of absolutely everything. And the one thing they actually actually can count on is the love of their parents. Pray together, eat together, say, I love you every single night. You know, I know that's hard for a lot. There are a lot of people listening to us from Minnesota. You know that old joke, Len, that there's a man in Minnesota who loved his wife so much that he almost told her. <laughs> and I know it's hard for a lot of people, but you got it. You got to do this. You got to hold them close and bring them closer and say, I know you're suffering no matter what it is. We're going to do this together, man. We're going to do this together. Yeah. I will tell you that, um, uh, we're so blessed to have been open and honest with our kids about really everything. Um, our whole lives, and we've never treated them like kids. I mean, you know, you're going, we're, we're going to the White House, kids. Come on, you're coming with it, and you will sit there, and you will listen. Um, and yeah. we've included them on, on everything that most people wouldn't. And um, we just are now seeing the payoff of that um, yeah. because we, we worried, you know, what's going on in their life and everything else. And when it really mattered, each of them came to us and they were the ones who told us and and it, to some degree knew that it was OK. I really right. feel for those parents who um, who don't have that relationship because then it's got to be doubly yeah. hard. Well, parents make two big errors when it comes to the crisis in their kids. Number one is that they'll give kids space when they say they want it. And number two is that they freak out. Nothing good ever happens from freaking out. There's actually a whole, believe it or not, whole psychological literature on how damaging it is to freak out. People think you have to be cathartic and express your anger and, you know, cry it out. That's wrong. You need to not freak out. My older brother who had kids way younger than me. I mean, and, and, and he's older than I am. And I said, give me one piece of advice when my kids were born. And he said, just, just don't freak out. I yeah. said, about what? He says, you'll see. <laughs> you'll see. And you know what's and funny sure is enough. you learn that when your child, your first child falls down and yeah. hurts themselves, they first look to you. And the first exactly. time, my first child, I was like, oh, my gosh. Oh, are you okay? And they cried. After the after the first child, they would fall down, and I go, "Who just fell down?" and went boom, and they'd laugh. I mean, they I know, really look for they feed off of your reaction. Yeah, and if when it's something really dire, like you're talking about with your kids, keep them close. Don't freak out. If you need to cry, cry with them. Yeah, but do it. But do the whole thing together. It's not. This is, it's not going to be the end of the world. And it's funny because, you know, a lot of people listening to us have little kids. The, the problems that you're going to face, even if it's not your child is, is, is thinking about tremendous self-harm. I mean, I, like, I got a son who's a special operations Marine. And, you know, I lay awake nights when he goes do. on field trips. <laughs> I mean, it's just, you don't, you don't know. know. He's a scout sniper in the U.S. Marine Corps. He's 22, married. His wife's having a baby. I mean, it's like, it, it's, it, it, these are, it, thank God. I mean, thank God. But these things are still incredible worries. This is the kind of sanctified suffering I'm talking about. Yeah. To put it all into perspective and say, we go through this together. We get closer to each other. We get closer to God. 
And we're certainly not going to offer this up on the altar of social media and inflammatory politics because yeah. nothing good is going to come from that. Yeah. Uh, it's always good to talk to you, brother. Thank you so much. And when are you coming yeah. to Dallas? I would like to do another podcast with you. When are you coming? I'm, I'm coming. I'm, I'm, I'm in Dallas as often as I can be. I and mean, you had a good sense to actually leave the East Coast and go there. I should do that, too. Yeah, hello. I will be there. Yeah, good. I know, man. I'm going to be right. there in the next few months. I'll, I'll give you a heads up. Okay, thanks a lot, Arthur. Appreciate it. Thanks, Arthur, brother. Arthur yeah. Brooks, uh, Harvard Kennedy School and Business School professor. Uh, you can find him at ArthurBrooks.com, ArthurBrooks.com. So here's the deal. You can't, you know, you, you can't be going to a mechanic or dealership to get your car fixed because you're going to be paying thousands of dollars to do it, right? But where are you going to go? There's no, it's not like you can fix your own car anymore. You need the money now for gas, you need the money for food, and you can't afford to fix your car. This is this is when things really break down, and it's just it's just much more stress that you just don't need. I have Car Shield. It is a protection plan um, that will uh, cover me for any any covered repairs, any kind of especially expensive you know chips or anything like that. It covers all the costly repairs. And so I don't have to worry about it. I, I can, you know, have just a little bit of rainy day fund so you can, you know, manage the little things that might happen. But if it's a big thing, you, you've got to have somebody else pick up that burden. And that's CarShield. CarShield, you can go there now and save 20% on a plan that you design and will fit your budget. You'll be prepared for the unexpected and the worst case scenarios. Call 800-227-6100. 800-227-6100. Go to carshield.com slash Beck. You go there and you'll save 20%. Carshield.com slash Beck. Or call them and use the promo code Beck at 800-227-6100. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. The Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. We're, we're glad you're here. Uh, there's a uh, podcast that is coming out tomorrow. It's already out for Blaze TV subscribers. It is really good. Matthew Lohmeyer, he is um, a Space Force veteran, uh, and he started ringing the bell about the decaying situation at the Pentagon, and uh, he was fired for it. Uh, luckily, luckily, he uh, wrote a book. Uh, called Irres Irresistible Revolution, and it is the unmaking of the American Amer military. And it is fascinating. There's already people that are bidding on, uh, I think, documentary rights uh, for the book and film rights for the book. It is, it is an inside look of what's going on and why it's so dangerous. But more importantly, he has answers on what to do to fix it. Um, he is highly intelligent again he was the guy that uh he was i think he was in charge of of uh finding any ballistic missile launches all around the world his technology and space force was looking at the surface of the earth for temperature changes that would mean somebody has launched okay Jeez. 
Uh, and he talks about Space Force. He talks about China and the hypersonic missile with Russia. Uh, it is a fascinating, fascinating conversation um, about the Nord Stream pipeline. And we even I did ask him about UFOs. I mean, I can't. You had to. You know, I have to ask him about UFOs. You have to. His answer was fascinating. Not the answer I thought I'd get. Fascinating. Did oh, my see- gosh, I sound like. Spock. Fascinating. <laughs> Did you see, too, that there's a story today about how China has this ability for a phantom space strike? Uh-huh. And so the idea would be basically it would China would make it look like it was firing missiles at us. And exactly how they do this, it's a little bit complicated. Um, but they would require us then to to stop, to fire intercepting uh, missiles, to stop their payload of course there's no actual missiles coming so we would be weakening our defenses by thinking we're fighting off a chinese uh, assault or some assault that's coming and then we're much more vulnerable because we've used up all of our defenses mm. that's Yay! a that's a high level game i i gotta say china may want to rethink that maybe they make it look like it's somebody else but it's like what if we react a way they're not expecting i mean you know like I, I feel like a lot of these things are just like they don't they're not well thought out uh did did you know that Russia, I'm sorry, China is at the solar, I'm sorry, at the southern pole of the moon now in what's called, I think, the rim of light because it's this deep crater and the sun never sets. So it's always the rim is lit. Mm. Uh, Apparently, they're there ready to make water and other things to be able to build a base. They're way ahead on certain things uh we were not paying attention to space and uh china and russia are and apparently they're what they have capabilities to do are beyond us they say i'm not sure i believe that after talking to this guy who was you know in space force he wouldn't tell me any of the you know i'm like come on come on really come on we have the the aliens right unburden yourself yeah unburden yourself he was like (laughs) he's really honorable and he's like no but I will tell you that uh, probably in five or ten years, you'll find out some of the things that they were doing and we are currently doing. Mm-hmm. And he said it will blow you away. Okay, Maybe come literally. On, come on, come Maybe on, literally. Yeah, we literally. may all get blown yeah. away by this. Yeah, all right. <laughs> come on, come on. You can break. Anyway, uh, blazetv.com slash Glenn. You can join us and get that podcast or wherever you get your podcasts or on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Glenn Beck. going to share with you um, a few details on something that I believe is treasonous. 
it is an intentional destruction of the United States, and it is using your tax dollars. Now, I'll give you a little bit of this. We're doing a huge special on it in a couple of weeks, so we're still in the midst of all the research. But I'm not alone in this. Uh, there is already a couple of states that are moving to stop this. I'll explain it all to you and take you to one of the states that is trying to stop it right now. We begin in 60 seconds. Let me talk to you about preserving history. This is something that I am passionate about, uh, but preserving not just American history, you know, from the famous side and the big events, but saving your history, saving the history that you're living right now. All the pictures that you take, all of the all of the film footage that you have, the VCRs, the you know, CD-ROMs, all the stuff that you have had in the past, they're all going to fade. Anything that you have from the 90s, the, do I even need to say the 70s? All of that stuff is really got about a 20-year shelf life, and then it just starts to decay. Please, you have to rep- uh, preserve your history as a family. And Legacy Box is the best way I've found to do this. LegacyBox.com slash Beck. You can save 50% right now on a Legacy Box. You just take all of the old films and slides and tapes and whatever you got, put them in a box. They uh, digitize everything. They send you the originals back, plus a thumb drive or it's up on a cloud or however you want it delivered. All of it is preserved legacybox.com slash Beck. You'll get 50% off if you order right now. Legacybox.com slash Beck. All right. I told you, oh, last, what was it? A year and a half ago. No, a year ago um, when they couldn't pass the Build Back Better bill, I said, please call your senator and your congressman and do not, do not let them pass another bill. Because what they're going to do is take the Build Back Better bill and break it up and put it into whatever it is they're passing, the Let's Save Puppy Dogs bill. Well, it wasn't the Let's Save Puppy Dogs bill. It was the Inflation Reduction Act, which has very little to do with in uh, reducing inflation. In fact, they are all on the record now at the WEF um, when they're speaking to their own crazy constituents that this is a a climate bill now here's i'm going to give you just pieces of this they've broken it up and the build back better bill and they've put pieces all over the administrative state so they're now starting to put all these pieces back together to assemble a machine that destroys us and one of the things they are trying to do is to destroy any gas or coal-fired power plant. And they are offering these companies massive incentives, like 150% of your profit to shut the plant down. We'll give you that profit for the next 10 years, and you don't have to do anything. What do you think businesses are going to do? Okay, How many are going to say, no, I'm going to fight the government on this, and, uh, you know, maybe I'll be profitable. No, they'll shut it down. And then what happens? 
They don't get the money until that plant is shut down and sold off. Well, you're starting to see these power plants being sold off for scrap. The problem with this is, if this doesn't work, it will take you a decade at least just to rebuild what we have online right now. They're destroying all of it. Now, there, is, there are a couple of states, but the one that's really leading this right now uh, is Utah. Because Utah is the one uh, that makes all of the California electricity. Um, they make a lot of electricity from uh, all over the West. But they, they also have a uh, kind of a public-private partnership, I think. Kind of like Disney had with Florida. Their power plant... Uh, is is uh, in a partnership with the state, and the state needs to now protect against what they may be doing. I think I have this that part of it right. Senator Darren Owens, um, he grew up in the sawmills and the small ranch uh, in the uh, mountains of Arizona. And he is now a Republican state senator for Utah, and he is trying to fight uh, the, the outside forces and the government forces trying to just destroy our energy supply. Darren, welcome. Thank you, Glenn. Oh, boy, are you spot on on this topic? I was uh, hoping you were going to say I was wrong on some of that. I, I uh, wish I could say that. And it is treasonous, um, and it's not. It didn't happen yesterday. This, no, this has start. This has been thirty years in the making. Um, this public-private partnership with Utah, but but then they start to merge away from any agreements with the state, like using our coal resources, and we're watching uh, three thousand jobs disappear. And uh, yeah, just build back better is build back with nothing. Correct. The the plant that they it's still uh, in the works. We don't know that it's going to work for sure, but they're moving to a plant that has two thirds less the capacity of generation. And we are saying as a state, you're going to leave that coal unit up just because of what you just said. What if it doesn't work? Right. Then we can't spend the time to rebuild this. So. We have just brokered a deal. Um, I'm running a bill today, and it's been a hot topic for the past few days, but the, we're going to make sure that uh, since they have been part of our state political subdivision status, um, there's an agreement that that plant is going to be standing and operable. Okay, so do you have the votes for it? We have the, we have the votes for it. Um, we have actually even a, a kind of an agreement last year we had to really start peeling back like Florida did, taking back some of the Good. amazing benefits that we had given them. Yeah. Um, it, it, and you don't see it. And we're just a citizen legislature. I'm a school counselor and teacher, mm. so. Mm. But they do this full time, and they had uh, been lobbying legislation. So over time, they had been kind of given themselves eminent domain. Oh my uh, removal from Open and Public Meetings Act. They weren't. They were exempt from state procurement law. And the scary thing is, they had made this um, thing called segmenting, where they could clone themselves. So any international company that came in and landed on that site with them, they could create another. They would all have these same benefits. Oh my gosh! 
You've yeah. you've pulled all that back last year? Yeah, just like Florida. We okay. were lucky to see it. I mean, we were on a small dimension of what Florida did, but we got all that pulled back. We went five for five bills last year. And uh, this one this year on our energy policy is, is good. Um, we're going to keep the plant standing because so, of what you're saying. Right. So, so Darren, can explain to people what, what it means when you say they're moving to a plant that has two-thirds uh, the capacity, right, or down two-thirds, which right. is it? You lose a third? Yeah, 1,800 1, megawatts is the output of the current coal-fired plant. Okay. And it's reliable. It is the, it's a machine. It is reliable. And uh, base load, it can push that power to California. But they're, the new plant that they're building right adjacent to it is 100, 840 megawatts. So they're coming down from 1,800 to 840. How is that? I mean, that's not even logical that you think that that, could, that would be a good thing. Um, it's not. We're doubling in population in Utah, and we're gonna we're gonna cut our capacity to produce power. So you, they have this old power plant, and instead of keeping it as a standby or anything else, they're being incentivized oh, to sell it go. off or sell it for scrap. Correct. Spot on. Their plan was to tear it down immediately because the EPA. The federal overreach is uh, the the boogeyman is saying, "You will shut you down right now if you don't have plans to tear that down immediately." Um, what you were saying is you started the show. Incentivize also, yeah, shut it down. You get incentivization for ten years. It's, it's happening. It is so bad. Okay, so the bill that goes through today, um, what exactly does it do? Okay, yeah, good test. It it uh, it says that you, you are you're not going to sell off any of these assets uh, of the plant. You're going to leave them whole. Uh, you're going to give a notice to the state if uh, and when they they're going to have to move a few of the parts over to as they go to this new gas hydrogen plant and unproven by the way, but uh, even the L.A. Times has called it that. But they, they'll move a few parts over, but they have to leave the plant standing, and then uh, when they walk away, it, it belongs to the state of Utah. It doesn't have to be eminent domain. Wait, wait. Gas hydrogen plant. Are they making hydrogen, or are they burning hydrogen? What, yeah. what are oh, they doing? Oh, my word. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. They plan to use electrolysis and break up Utah, our, our scarcest water. We're the second dry state in the nation. They bought... Um, 45,000 acre feet of water back in the day when they were going to put up four plant, four coal units. They only put up two. And they're going to start breaking that water up, which takes two and a half times the power to do. What? To make. I know. It's crazy. If you have that power, why don't you sell it on the grid? See, this is another thing that I believe is in the Inflation Reduction Act. If you make uh, hydrogen, no matter how it's being done, if you make hydrogen, you get subsidies for that. So that's right. Right. So there even if it takes twice the amount of electricity to make the the uh, hydrogen, you get incentivized and paid by the United States government. We're going to be powerless and broke by the end of this thing. We're manufacturing a crisis. And and. And it wasn't it James Madison who said crisis is the rallying cry of the tyrant. And yep, but that's what they're manufacturing. Yep. So that yeah, it's 
it's troubling. Uh, Darren, thank you so much. Are you guys working with other states to get on uh, to get in on this to make sure that other mm-hmm. states are aware? We haven't. We've just been applauding Florida, okay. what they've been doing, and Japan um, on our own right now. But okay. You inspired us when you came and visited our legislature last month, well, Glenn. Thanks for doing that. Thank you. Thank you. Darren, I appreciate it. Um, really great to talk to you and, and, and keep up the good work, and we'll be watching that today. Um, please, okay. please call your, your state senator if you're in Utah and tell them you want this bill to pass that you, you heard with uh, Darren Owens today. You demand that that bill is passed. And I'm telling you this in a couple of weeks, I'm going to give you all of the details on this. When you see what they have done, uh, it is it is anti-America and they are going to destroy us and we're paying for it. But you can stop it in your own state if you know about it. So please prepare yourself. Come with a notebook on that uh, that special um, because it is it's the end of the power grid as you know it. If we don't stop it state by state back in just a minute. Oh, man. When was the last time you know, I, I found this out a couple of weekends ago? Somebody came to my house and gave me a download of it. And I'm like, why? Why can't I? Just, I mean, it's a Saturday. Can't we just relax? <laughs> oh, it's so bad. Um, the last time, when was the last time that you got as good or even better service from a competing product for cheaper? You don't see that every day, especially in phone cell service. Everybody's trying to rip you off, and they've all got all kinds of fees that they tack on. Look at your bill and look how many fees there are. And how much you're paying. Then I want you to call Patriot Mobile and see how much you'll be paying for the same cell service, if not better. You'll have better customer service for sure. You'll have the same coverage. Um, and you'll be working with a team that is not trying to hijack you uh, and your wallet and not supporting causes that are destroying our country like the big three are. Would you please consider today joining PatriotMobile.com slash Beck? PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. I have Patriot Mobile. I think everybody should. It is a way to support the people who are supporting us and America and are fighting for the same things. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. You'll get free activation today with the offer code Beck at 878-PATRIOT, 878-PATRIOT, or PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. 10 seconds, station ID. Look, I have said forever, hydrogen is the solution. But if you look at what just happened with the train, you, you're moving liquid hydrogen in what? On train tracks? You're moving hydrogen in what? A pipeline that you're going to have to cross all kinds of areas to be able to deliver that? It hydrogen is the answer, but you can't just make hydrogen because it's you're using more power to make it than it will generate. And if you're making it someplace, someplace else, and you need to get it out to other places, how are you going to do that? 
And the Build Back Better, I'm sorry, the Inflation Reduction Act is all about that. It's all about that. And they know there's no current way to make hydrogen cheaper and, um, and effective using less energy uh, than what you'd get from hydrogen. It, it's, it's just, it's, this, is, this is nonsense. And did you know your tax dollars are going to, uh, to pay for other people all around the world to shut down their power plants? Get off of coal, get, you know, make some hydrogen. I mean, power is civilization. It is. That's what it is. I mean, and there's a lot of other things that go into it, but like that's basically the main component that separates us from our ancestors who struggled to get to, right. to live past 35. Correct. Right. Like it's Correct. such a it's it's the ingredient. So to sit here and try to dismantle it all across the world when we still have multiple billions of people living in poverty is is not just wrong it's evil it is evil it really it is. is evil it's malthusian yeah listen to this this comes from the university of leeds they've just published a study that they've given to all the governments that they say rationing policies similar to those imposed during world war one and world war two will help our nation states reduce emissions rapidly and fairly they say rationing has been neglected as a viable pol- policy option for mitigating climate change. Um, rationing could help states reduce emissions rapidly and fairly. Our arguments in this paper draw on economic analysis and historic research into the rationing in the UK during and after the two world wars, highlighting success stories. What, is, what are they doing? They're creating scarcity. Because they know if they told you this out front, look, we're going to have to ration just for the planet. We would all say, the hell we will. Let's invent our way out of this. But they don't want that to happen. And so they'll create scarcity, which will mean you'll have to ration. So whether it is planned rationing like they're coming out in England and saying we need to do, or they know... You won't do that, so we'll just create scarcity. That's what's happening. And it's all been passed in the Inflation Reduction Act. I hate it when I'm right. I hate it. There are things that I guess on, and there are things that I know. And, and I, always, I don't want to be right on any of these things. But you can blame the people like Romney or what, whoever else, any Republican that voted for the Inflation Reduction Act. Yeah, I just wish Mitt Romney was coming up for a potential election that maybe he could be voted out in a primary oh, by a better conservative candidate. When is that coming up? Is uh, it coming up soon? Is it 2024? 2024. Oh, okay, we should really do that then. Yeah. That, that's, that's who did this. That's who did this. And they passed these giant bills. Nobody knows. And they break it all up. Mark my words. Mark my words. The USDA, the the farmer and food people, guarantee you they're going to have a part. Guarantee you the Defense Department has a part. Guarantee you Department of Education has a part. And it was all broken up in a bill that nobody reads 
And nobody could understand anyway because it's 3,000 pages and you get it the night before. And that machine is in. Yeah. And I, Romney didn't vote for the Inflation Reduction Act itself, but he did vote for several other quote-unquote bipartisan bills that contained elements that were closely related to what they proposed in Build Back Better. They have... This is what they do. Yeah, they have the machine. It hasn't been assembled and fully turned on yet, but parts of it are being turned on now. And honestly, I really believe it's treasonous. It's treason what they're doing. Okay, let's go to Bill O'Reilly here in just a second. The Glenn Beck Program. So if you haven't been keeping up with uh, inflation, uh, you're probably sleeping better than the, the rest of us. But you should catch up because it is affecting you. The value of the U.S. dollar continues to drop as the Fed and uh, the Biden administration continue to dismantle us. We got to start saying this. it's not screwing up. They are dismantling us. Time to call gold line. Their most popular items over the past couple of decades have been fractional, smaller gold that's acquired in increments less than an ounce. It's better for barter situations, easier to transport, etc., etc. There are numerous fraction gold items available now at Goldline, and they are offering a special on every total ounce of gold acquired. They could could be two half-ounce coins or ten one-tenth-ounce coins. Combination that adds up to an ounce is eligible to receive some free items with every total ounce of gold, no limit. You'll get two free ounces of silver with a silver maple flex bar from the Canadian Mint. 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE. Call them now and protect what you have. Subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks. Bill O'Reilly is next. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. We have Mr. Bill O'Reilly, who is here to talk to us about the biggest news of the week. Hello, Bill. How are you? What kind of music is that behind me? It sounds like some kind of zombie music, you know, it is. that I'm being it chased. Is. Well, because yeah. it, it's kind of like, uh, you know, Dawn of the Dead, uh, zombies. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, we we look at you. It's with spooky music. Torn pants and... And anyway. <laughs> I, may be, I, I may be too frightened to do this interview. I know. Okay. All right. So, uh, so biggest story biggest, of the week. Okay. Uh, obviously, the war in Ukraine, one-year anniversary, um, Biden going there, it's a huge story. And then the destruction, uh, self-destruction of Pete Buttigieg, his um, national political career is over. So we have one domestic major story and one foreign. Okay, so hang on just a second. Let, let's start with the Pete Buttigieg. You think that it is destroyed. I think he is such the idiot uh, and so incompetent that that's who those in power look to run. I think, I think the Democrats are looking at it going, well, he's qualified. Beck, I will submit to you that there is not one person listening to us right now, all the millions of people yeah. tuned into Beck, right. not one would cast a ballot for Pete Buttigieg I, or anything. I hope you're right, but I can't count on when anything have I anymore. been wrong? No, I've I know. never I know. wrong. I know. He's 
done. And I'll tell you why. It's very simple. Um, Americans have suffered at the hands of the airlines for two years. He's the Secretary of Transportation. has yeah. done bupkis, nothing, doesn't care. You can be, you know, your baggage can wind up in Bangladesh. You could be f- sleeping in the airport for four days. And the federal government, with oversight over the airlines, does nothing. That's number one. So people already uh, despise him. Three weeks to go to a toxic train crash. And, in, and really oh, only went because Trump made him look so of bad. Of course. Yeah. Well, I think the Biden people were uh, going to order him to go anyway, but they sped it up. But then the question becomes, what the deuce does he do all day? Yeah. What is he doing? This isn't like doing a talk show for three hours every day, okay? (laughs) He sits there at his little desk, and I need some personal time. You know what? I I mean, enough. Enough. Go back to Indiana, please. I'm fascinated by the story about personal time because that became the story, but the part of that interview with that daily caller person that was walking alongside of Buddha judge at night. Right. And when he said, the last thing he said was, may I have a picture of you? And he took a picture of the journalist. And my question is why, what was it he wanted? And I pointed that out. And I think yesterday they, somebody in the press asked him, why did you want that picture? What are you doing with that picture? And they wouldn't answer. I believe it was just uh, an attempt to be charming or to throw her off or whatever it may be. I don't think there's any sinister motive. I don't think the guy thinks oh, fast enough for that. I remember when I was when I was young and naive. So. You remember when you were young and naive? Back? Okay, that uh, was three days ago. Yeah, all right, all right. Um, all right, so now let's go to uh, Zelensky. And yes. the one-year anniversary today. Right. So, I mean, this is a situation that uh, is being exploited by some in the media, which torques me off because this is very dangerous, extremely dangerous, particularly with China, you know, on the, on the uh, outskirts uh, of this story. So I brought in a guy to, uh, this week who I think is the best expert of Russia-China in the country. His name is Dr. Graham Allison. He's uh, a Harvard guy. He was the dean of the Kennedy School when I attended there. I've known him for 30 years, and he still speaks to me, kind of like you, Beck. Which, yeah, I know. You know, if you're still very rare. To me, right. Yeah. You know, so anyway, Allison comes on, and he is. He's an intellectual guy. He's not, you know, uh, a pie thrower. And he's basically saying, look, this, it's a very dangerous place. The world is a dangerous place, and simplistic solutions are exploiting this horrible tragedy for our political gain is wrong. And you have to be methodical and patient and play the chess game and hope that Putin just self-destructs, which is possible. I mean, you got a thousand casualties a day going back to Russia, dead and wounded, a thousand. All right. And now they're going to throw all of these untrained conscripts against hardened, motivated Ukraine fighters. And you know that it's going to be 10 to 1 casualties against the Russians. So, 
you know, you, you have to hold on here. And now we got Xi going in April, it looks like, to Moscow. I don't think China's going to help them out militarily because then no, sanctions not. will be slapped on China. But mm. this is the highest level. And, and here's what really worries me. Biden is not competent to handle this. It's not that he did anything wrong, and I, and I supported his trip to uh, uh, Ukraine and Poland, because that raises the morale in Europe. That's what that was all about. It wasn't about the United States. It was we got favorable coverage, the United States, for one of the few times. He goes in, and we need Europe to back Ukraine. That's what that was all about. Okay, but in the larger uh, picture, I mean, Joe Biden, uh, he has no capacity to understand the subtleties of this danger emanating from Russia and China. Are you how concerned are you that this is leading us into or away from a proxy war and much closer into a uh, a war with with Russia and China and and. Uh, the United States kind of at each other's throats. Well, you know, I'm not worried that there's going to be a shoot war at this point. Okay, I don't see the flashpoint that would lead to that. And people say, what about the money? Yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous that we have to spend $150 billion, you know, to send to Ukraine. But it will be 10 times more if Putin then would win that and then pick off Belarus and Moldova and, you know, because he's not going to stop. It's not like Putin's going to go, okay, I got Ukraine now. Well, I'm happy and I'm not going to cause any more trouble. Two days ago, I talked about this. Nobody, nobody seems to care about this for some reason. He just annexed Moldova. Yeah, I, but he didn't physically annex them because he he doesn't have the troops to occupy it. Correct, but he did right. annex it. He, he just said, look, I'm taking Moldova. But Americans don't understand this because, A, it's far away. B, whatever the media reports now, the American people don't believe. I mean, we're in a place in history where the major corporate media says stuff, and most Americans don't, don't believe, believe it. it. Yeah, I know, I know. I mean, but, wait, but wait a minute. So with with Moldova, though, the problem is, as I pointed out earlier today, the problem is eight hundred thousand Moldovians have dual citizenship as NATO citizens. So if something does go down there, would that could That's that be used? Happen. Oh, I hope so. I could. He good, doesn't good. have. Glad. He doesn't have the logistical capacity. If you look at the map, no, I know okay, it's landlocked. I know. Right. So he can't. The supply lines now from Russia into Ukraine are uh, dubious to say the least. I mean, this guy, Putin, he's in military trouble, and that's why I'm, I, I say to my audience and everyone else, hold on. Okay, this is not going to get better for him. It's going to deteriorate. And the only people that could save him would be the Chinese. If the Chinese come in and say, yeah, we're going to give you all the ammunition and arms you want. That would be a, a game breaker. Then. Okay. But I don't think they're going to do it because that would destroy the Chinese economy. All right. Let me ask you one, one more question, and that's on China. We know that 
you know, this Chinese balloon came across. Joe Biden said, we think it's a weather balloon. We're not really sure what it is. Yada, yada, yada. Right. Um, we now know we found out, I think, either at the beginning of the week or in the end of last week that the Pentagon had been tracking that since its launch in China. OK, so they knew all about it. Now we find out yesterday that a U-2 spy plane took high definition photos of the payload. It was the size of three school buses. It was navigating um, controlled navigation powered by satellite. I mean, sorry, a uh, solar array. It had cameras, satellite uh, response antennas, and it navigated over all of our missile sites and then over strategic air command. What I mean, Bill, they they lied and lied and lied. What does uh, that mean? It means they don't know what they're doing. And that that was my point about the big picture with Putin. You got a president who doesn't know what he's doing. And then, you know, the balloon thing does go into the secretary of transportation. Booty judge says, you know, his latest pronouncement was, can I get a ride in the balloon? <laughs> and that's not, you know, no, it's it's already destroyed. We're dealing with incompetence in Washington, D.C. at a frightening, so. frightening level. I, I mean, think, it, I think it, it is run by imbeciles. It is run it by is. incompetence. But there is strategy somewhere that Inflation Reduction Act. It, it is it's brilliantly written because it has pieces of stuff all through it that have not been put together yet. So somebody is planning and plotting and it's not good. Yeah, I mean, if the, if the Democrats win again in 24, you know, I'm looking at property in the Bahamas. So uh, it's I, I can't imagine that would happen, by the way. I just can't imagine that the American people would be foolish enough to cast a vote for any Democrat. Lori Lightfoot's going to get booted on Tuesday. All right. Uh, Kim Gardner in St. Louis, the DA, got that fired was great. yesterday. That was great. Thank you so, to the attorney general there. Right. And you're seeing now this backlash coming fairly aggressively against these anti-American people who want to break our society apart so they can put it back together again in the vision of Bernie Sanders. Mm. I mean, that's what this is all about. And, and so Americans have got to kind of wise up, but the problem is they can't put on a television set and get and any information. Yeah. I mean, because the information is all skewed toward helping the Biden administration. And, it, and it's also not just all uh, uh, skewed. It's talking about the wrong things. It, it's not we are not talking about what does this war mean? Should we be even in there? You know, you remember the days, Bill, it weren't that long ago that we would debate things like this on yeah. the floor of the House. Nobody's well, debating it. If you go to BillOReilly.com and you punch up Dr. Graham Allison, you'll see the best, I think, uh, overall assessment of what's happening. Now, I have a question for you. Do we have time for that? or do you have uh, We've help? got about uh, 45 seconds to a minute. Okay. Do you think that uh, all those revelations against our alma mater, Fox News, is going to you know, have a long-term effect on our organization? What is? The, what are the revelations? I don't know if I've heard them. No, oh, yes, you have. I mean, the... Uh, reporting on uh on the election fraud oh uh, okay um i you know I, I i don't know i think all of that stuff's done anyway bill 
I think it's just nails in a coffin over and over and over again. What I think, if they lose a billion dollars in the lawsuit that begins in April in Delaware? Uh, yeah, I think that is it's going to have a real big effect. But I, I think, think it's they'll lose. I don't know. Do you? I think they could. I think they definitely could. could, No doubt. And I think they may settle because, you know, the principals and out of corporation, they don't want to be going to Delaware, sitting in there having to testify. I know. I know. Let's talk about that next week. Can we? Okay. Let's remind me of that. Thanks so much, Bill. Talk to you. Bye. All right. uh, Let me tell you about preborn. My wife and Pat's wife and your wife, right? All going to preborn today. Um, because I came home and I talked to my wife and I was like, you, honey, you've got to go. This is amazing. Yeah. Um, not only is this, are these pre preborn clinics, um, places where people who are thinking about, you know, abortion or just, you know, I'm pregnant and I need help. Uh, they go to these clinics. They are so great. It's so wonderful and, uh, so positive. And they give the moms ultrasounds. If they are considering an abortion, they give them an ultrasound and the mom is much more likely to pick life if she's seen the baby and heard the heartbeat. Um, and their, their, their clinics are everywhere, but it doesn't just stop there. They save the baby preborn. They have clothing, they have books, they have toys. They take care of the mom. They do so much stuff for the first two years of that child's life. So people are like, yeah, I just gotta have a baby. Are you going to take care of it? Yeah, preborn is. They're great. Please, they rely solely on you and donations. Preborn.com slash Beck. They've saved over 200,000 babies. Uh, go to preborn.com slash Beck. 28 bucks is the price of a free ultrasound. So please join us. Preborn.com slash Beck or dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. The Glenn Beck Program. Uh, we've been talking about uh, Moldova here uh, today with Bill O'Reilly in an hour number one. I uh, just got a, a note in from Dave. He said, after serving in the region, Glenn, I appreciate you drawing attention to Moldova um and how it could become a flashpoint i don't think the weapons depot you mentioned has the production capacity for usable modern ammo but no one really knows how unstable the site is because the russians who control it will not let inspectors in oh good okay so that's great Mm, great. the worst part this is just one of many things that could go wrong and spiral out of control and i don't think anyone on the left or the right thinks the leadership here can handle that thanks for making people aware dave dave thank you for uh, uh thank you for that I am I am concerned um, about the lit- I've told you for years World War three is gonna happen most likely because of an incident or a place or a person you've never heard of <laughs> point to Moldova on a map America uh, and I'm not saying that is the flashpoint it's just one of the many flashpoints that can push us that fast Pray for your country. Repent. I'm sorry for all we've done, Lord. Help us, the please. The Glenn Beck Program.